Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Brandy and Tina here. <laughs> you forgot your name. <laughs> uh, we are still in Florida. We yes. are uh, on our last night of our uh, workcation. This is the Coaching and Cocktails podcast, um, the health, mind, body, fitness, nutrition, and all kinds of stuff, um, comedy podcast. That's what we do, right? Those are all facts. That's what we do is coaching and cocktails. And uh, we're still on our workcation, and um, we thought we would share some stories about um, some of the things we've encountered while we were here, because I think that they lead to kind of some deeper topics that we like to talk about. Yes. My Bixby's trying to talk to me. I understand that. Because I'm not talking to you, Bixby. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) So we'll back the train way up. Yes, back it up. So once a year, we come to Florida Mm -hmm. to work on Center Stage Athletics. Yes. Our company, our business, our jam. Our coaching. Our coaching business. The moneymaker. The money. So we come down here and we work through basically all the cats and dogs of the year and come up with all of our great big ideas. And this, I'd say, is probably the first year we've come down here really with nothing very burning on the agenda. It was kind of like, let's show up and see what happens. I don't, me anyway. I mean, yeah, no, we didn't. Usually we have a thing that we think we need to work on. So I think last year we definitely had a thing. And then in 2018, when we came down here, that's when we, I, I don't think we had a thing that year. And that's when just out of discussion, center stage athletics was born mm-hmm. out of center stage figures and physiques. Cause that's when we right. realized that we were no no longer just dealing with the bodybuilding community mm-hmm. and we had a larger message we wanted to be able to reach to more people right so we wanted to expand so that that was 2018 2019 i think we were it was more like our retreat stuff mm-hmm. and we were kind of cleaning things right. up and streamlining things yep. which was great which we yep. needed to do um and I, look, I'll be honest, like in all honesty, like over the last, you know, at least the last six months or so, I've really been feeling like, what's next? Like, right. I absolutely love my clients. I love bodybuilding. I love what we do from a coaching perspective. But I think you and I are the same. Look, I was the same even when I was working for the government. Give me two years in a job by year three. I'm like, I gotta fucking do something else. And look, I'm not talking about quitting coaching, but it's also like, there's just a bigger message that I think we always want to be able to get out. We want to be able to reach more women, right? Right. With what we do. I love coaching. I want to coach for the rest of my life, but how that, what that looks like, right? I don't know. I don't know yet. So that's kind of where I think we were when we came down here. Yeah. I mean, so Saturday morning when I got in my car at 4 a.m. to drive through a snowstorm to get to Baltimore. Brandy hates getting up early, by the way. Super hate it, but I did it. Uh, Drove through the snowstorm where there was no lanes, made it to Baltimore. I got to Baltimore that morning not having any idea what we're going to talk about. By the time we finished our flight here, I finished my agenda of, you know, the client things we need to talk about, money, all of that stuff. Yep. And uh, so we got to lovely Fort Myers. Myers. (laughs) I'm like Fort Lauderdale. Nope, nope. The other fort. Las Vegas. Nope, nope. Fort Myers. It's not wherever I am now. We are in Fort Myers. And um, we do what we always do, mm-hmm. which is throw our suitcases in our hotel room and run to the bar as fast as we can get there. Yes. We do. Because it is a work mm-hmm. And 
while we are not raging alcoholics <laughs> and we do not encourage our clients to you know drink heavily and we don't typically either but when we're on vacation we do like to scourge a little bit and so we did that's right. what we do right and to be perfectly honest we come up with some of our best yes. ideas on that first night and that really sort of dictates right the theme and things it just comes organically we right. didn't come down here with anything and it just happened so we got so down let's to the tell what let's tell them what well, happened so we got down to the bar at, what would you say 1 30 <laughs> two 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 thirty starving Hard. had our lunch super hard. had a couple drinks basically started talking about hey what are you into what are you into what do you what are what am i into yeah and uh, the What's conversation yeah quickly kind of turned to all of the different podcasts we're listening to the my favorite murder and i like to quickly just go into women's advocacy soapbox issues so mm -hmm. i think that's what we talked about that afternoon yep and started to stir the idea of maybe this is our thing like this is what we're both passionate about i don't know what this looks like but let's start thinking about this as our next big thing how we reach a bigger audience how we do more how we can mobilize people how we can feel like we have a bigger impact outside of just our business how we can empower more yeah. women right? right i want i want to reach more women i want our message to get to more women i want more women to feel as empowered as mm -hmm. i do right to be strong of mind and body right and so and i just feel like so many women aren't right and i i i want to i want to be on a big platform right. and i want and the ellen show at some point and but i really want i i just want more women to feel as strong and empowered as right. i do that's that's and, what it comes you know, down to i guess we all sort of know it all my friends who are listening to this in south riding are going to start laughing my big jam is safety right there's a serial killer on every corner everybody's out to murder us everybody keep your head on a swivel they're all going to get you right so there's somebody out to get you all the time i can't help that but we just have to be safe so as we're discussing all these women empowering issues and the bar we're in starts to fill up very strangely there's a couple groups of scooby-doo coming in there's about a hundred people who are a hundred it trashed not only trashed but on drugs i'm pretty sure so it was a very eclectic group of people down here in florida no offense to floridians but no, this was special this was there's, extra florida there's extra florida so apparently this is a world famous tiki bar here yeah. at the lighthouse resort and it ends. it's interesting it's a monday night currently and there's about a thousand people down at that bar i'm trying to yes. i granted it is a holiday but that should mean people but need to not, go to work tomorrow i don't know what the fuck's happening but it's a very interesting right. group of people down here and that's just it's not your normal bar people and it's <laughs> definitely not your northern virginia bar no. i mean i haven't even been to a bar and i don't know how long so i don't actually know what normal bar people are anymore because <laughs> well, i don't go to bars this is not what i typically see not that i go to bars either quick so okay. as we're sitting talking passionately about the message of advocating for women and safety and security and all of this a pirate walked by and grabbed my ass there's really no other way to put it really basically right on cue as i'm preaching about how pirate i want to make sure hold on if you're driving yeah there's a lot of road noise i got touched by a pirate brandy <laughs> <laughs> got molested I, by a pirate it happened it, it happened. happened i'm not ashamed i was slightly <laughs> astounded it was one of those like what just fucking right. happened and it was just very ironic because we're in the middle of our conversation of like 
nobody's allowed to touch you as a woman if you don't want it. And I think a pirate just grabbed my ass. A legit, this guy, I'm sitting across from Brandy and this guy, and it was one of those like, what the fuck just happened? But he, a guy dressed as a pirate reaches over and he like pokes her in the side of her hip butt or whatever. She's sitting in a chair. She's not standing up. So he didn't like grab her ass. And gym clothes I've been in since four. Right. Yeah. So we're wearing yoga. Okay. By the way, no makeup, yoga pants, not sweatshirts. Looking, not looking great. We are not dressed provocative in this bar because we give no fucks. We don't, right? That's not what we're there for. We wanted a drink and a pizza. But the guy pokes her in the butt and is like, you have nice curves. Right. And walks away. Yes. Although then you did tell me I had to chase the pirate down and explain to him why it was wrong. Right. And I was like, you know, I just don't feel like <laughs> You're I'm not allowed to touch yeah. me. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what's the chance you're going to get accosted in a bar like this? So I let it slide. We came back up to the room. Yep. I can't order our groceries to because, order our groceries. because we practice what yep. we preach and we ordered our That's groceries right. and we had our all of our you know food delivered. It took a while to chase mm -hmm. them down because we couldn't find us in our hotel room. But so we filled our fridge with groceries and then we decided <laughs> <laughs> then we decided we wanted a pizza. Then we probably <laughs> decided to go back to the bar and eat because the groceries were for tomorrow. So we we <laughs> needed a pizza, but the groceries we did. And this, let's keep in mind, like this isn't two in the morning. This is six thirty. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, six. It six, was six, early because we were in bed by ten that night. Yeah. After all, so we have more to tell you, but we were in bed by ten that night. So we went back down to the bar at six thirty. Yeah. Our table was still there. We ordered our pizza mm -hmm. and minding our own business, churning out business, thoughts, working. Yep. <sighs> and then along comes a bachelor party. The, yes. Look, clean cut boys from Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota, and California. A couple of them from California, the rest of them from Minnesota. Um, you know, they look like your average white bread idiots. You know, idiots. College. They weren't college boys. Thirties. I want to so say they, they said, were. They said they were. In they the, said they were in the 30s. But everybody looks like they're college to me. Now yeah. that I'm 47, everybody looks young. And they kept coming over and bothering us. And I was like bothering because I didn't, I was talking to you, right? Yeah, we I, were, I didn't need a group of no, drunk um, young men uh, right. in my face. But, you know. Because we I, were having conversations and we didn't invite it. No. But we were being kind and friendly and because right. for a while it was just annoying, vaguely annoying, right. but like, okay, fine. Right. Hi. Okay, what are you guys here for? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And you just assume eventually they'll fucking go away. Right. Well, I think you had the same reaction I did. Like, here's what looks like kids. We can imagine our own kids. No, I literally was talking about, we were, I was talking about my own son right. being 15, and we were talking to them about being safe. Like, hey, you guys seem right. a little too drunk. Like, right. where are you going after this? Yes. You, you need to be safe. Why don't you get like, a water? Because they were like, they got there on a boat, and we're like, hmm, I don't right. think you guys should be on a boat. We were being very, honestly, we were being motherly. I, I felt like we were being annoying, over-the-top motherly. Right. Right. We thought that would make them go away. <laughs> and that was really my reaction mm -hmm. because of everything that we talk about, yep. right? If I see young people who are in situations, like I could envision seeing any of those guys later on date, right? Yes. They were unsafe, right? This they not, were not in a safe situation. every dateline starts, yep. right? It was a bachelor party in Fort Myers. Should have been fun. Yep. Who would have known it was going to turn into this? Mm -hmm. So that was Amazing immediately my response. You know, these are not, if these are young girls, I probably would have. Grabbed them all by the ear and put them in Uber. Oh, I know you can come up in, the, in our own hotel, put them in an Uber and send them home. Right. Exactly. Call your mom. Call You're your not mom. supposed to be in a bar. But these were guys and grown ass men, apparently. Supposedly. <clears throat> um, 
So we let that carry on for, we got rid of them yep. for a period of time. And then they came back. And then they came back, two of them came back mm-hmm. in a very strange way. And I guess we'll just cut to the chase on yep. it. Yep, let's go for it. What happened? So one of them became very, very clingy on me uh, inappropriately, very quick in like the middle, middle matter of like 30 seconds. Right? right, and I'm talking to the other kid. I'm gonna call him kids for all intents and purposes. I'm talking to the other kid. He's telling me about his girlfriend or whatever. And right. we're just, I mean, just dumb chit chat right. stuff. I'm just being friendly. And we're both trying to get rid of them. Yes. And the one talking to me just says something extraordinarily inappropriate. You're going to tell him what they said? I'm not. Do you want me to say it? No, it's very fat wall. It was incredible. He propositioned me in a very lewd way. It was, it was about as disgusting as you could possibly get. And about as ridiculous as it could possibly get. Right. Absolutely fucking ridiculous that this yes. guy would say this to me so that any human would say to anybody ever, ever like i don't even know if i would want my husband to say I that don't to me i want anybody to say this to anybody it was ever disgusting. in the rest of history so i immediately say to this kid uh-uh that was extraordinarily inappropriate what the fuck makes you think you could say something like that to me which i'm sitting next to Brent, and even though i'm sort of i mean and I think because we're clutch friends, right? We're connected like that. And I, I'm like over here having this conversation. I hear it out of my, I'm like a left mm. ear conversation. I hear it out of my right ear and immediately turn my head to find out what's going on, right? I mean, and this guy's trash. This oh, guy's re- trash. Beyond trash. Beyond trash. But he says to me, so is this not going to go anywhere? And I said, what in God's name makes you think that? What could possibly? And he said, well, I don't understand. You're women in a bar. Is that, that really what he said? Yep. Somehow I missed that. Yep. He said, you're women in a bar. That's why I thought. So what in the actual fuck is that At even supposed to mean? 7.30, eating pizza. In yoga pants. In yoga pants. So in- imagine had we been there in, in skin-tight jeans with a revealing top. Because guess what? It doesn't fucking matter if I'm in my goddamn pajamas and my bunny slippers, right. my yoga pants, or if I'm in a skin-tight bodysuit with cleavage hanging out. What the fuck does that even Ab- mean? Absolutely ridiculous. So, I won't lie. I was ready to punch this guy in the face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to stop for a minute and think, like, I'm 42 years old. I'm going to have a beatdown in a bar. Like, this is ridiculous. So, before I did that, immediately... I started looking around the room because this is not my first rodeo. I already knew you were onto what's going on. I'm looking around the room to find bartenders, security guards, or somebody else should this get bad. Cause this guy's like starting to- Anybody else that's gonna be like, hey, let me help you out in this right. situation. Right, so luckily the rest of his bachelor party was across the bar. And there was one kid who from the earlier conversation I knew was semi sober. And he happened to look at me at the same time. And I pointed at him and said, get over here. And then they walked over and said, you need saving. And we said, you better get your friends fucking away from yeah, us. Yeah, by the way, we didn't need saving. The friend, Their friend needed saving. Yeah. Yeah, we it have- was like, you need to get the fuck out of here. You need to get the fuck away from us right now. I mean, there was no two ways about it. I did not care how I offended this kid. And then this kid started to act like he was all sad. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, get, you got, I think I started counting like a mom. I think I did. Did you say? Yeah. You, one, <laughs> if I get the three and you're still at my table, I'm going to fucking punch you in the You nuts. are going to have a bad yeah. night. So the and other, all his buddies were like, they're like, come they on, were, get out of here. They were, 
Right. So they had the appropriate reaction. Right. They were like, yep, okay, right. bad, we gotta go. Oh, is he bothering you? Okay, yep, we gotta go. And they had to drag, we were, and both of, Brandy and I both were like, all right, nope, like, circle it up. Y'all gotta get the fuck out. No. Nope, stop talking. Bye. Yep, get the no fuck more. out. Right? You we were not get to talk to them like that. Now, you get, now you've got to go. You don't get to talk to anybody like Nobody. that. Nobody. Nobody has the right to fucking talk to Period. Like that. End of conversation. Right. You know, and I was like, not flirting with this guy. No. Not asking for attention. No. Not even being really very polite to him. No. Nope. From the jump. I was like, get out of here. We got other stuff to do. So whatever made him think he could accost me like that was stunning. And really, I think what the most upsetting thing to me was, and I, we talked about this after, was, again, we are grown-ass women who've been in plenty of the situations, and I'm not worried about being manipulated by dipshit drunk frat boy. Right. But there's a lot of girls who would be. And I think of my two girls yep. and think, sweet Jesus, are there going to be morons like this? Or I have to think of my boy and make oh, sure right. that I educate him, right? That that's not okay ever. Because you look at these boys, they look like, you know, the boy next door. Absolutely. They clean cut, nice The one told me you went to MIT. Right. I don't know if that's bullshit or not. Right. But, but they, you know, they didn't, they didn't look like they were sleazy motherfuckers, right? But, you know, honestly, they're the ones, they're the worst ones. But anyway, so, you know, from your, yeah, I was the same way. It was like, how many, I'm not even going to say young women, because I think there's plenty of older women that would yeah. have, well, yeah. that would have been in that situation too, and not, in, and continue to let it go on. Because you don't want to be rude. Because you don't want to be rude, right? And you don't want to make a scene. And I was very willing to make a big fucking scene there to get this guy away from me, period. And so, to punish him a little bit So what for behaving like but that. But what do you think got you to that, right? Because have you always been that way? Would you have been that way 20 years ago? So when you were 22, I mean, 42. Right. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I don't know. I, so, okay, back it up. Before listening to My Favorite Murder, and I'm going to give them absolute credit, I don't think I ever would have looked somebody in the eye immediately and been like, fuck you, get away from me. Yeah. I probably would have politely, more politely pushed him away or removed myself from the situation. You know, I, that's what I, I wouldn't I have, have offended, right, I wouldn't have offended him or told him he did anything wrong. Yes. This is probably the first time in my life that I would ever, that I would ever be in a place where I'd say, uh-uh. You're inappropriate. You're disgusting. You're wrong. You cannot speak like that. You know, not only get away from me, but you need to go think about what you did because you're a douchebag. Before, I would have just been like, uh-huh, no thanks. Okay, well, I'm going to go up to my room now. And I would have left. And then he would have gone on to do the same thing to another woman. Right, or how many times have you been in a bar, even at younger us, right? Right. Where that same situation, and you just remove yourself. Okay, let's right. just leave. Right. No, I have the fucking right to be where I am sitting at my table you eating go. my pizza. You fucking get the fuck out of my face. Well, and I have every right to tell somebody, like, why can I not offend somebody else? And tell them that what they're doing is fucking offensive. inappropriate. Right. You just fucking offend, offend me. me. But I don't think I ever, I ever would have done something like that from the jump. Now, of course, if something escalates, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm as mouthy as the next person. But in that situation, I would have just been like, okay, Let's just get out of the situation. He's an idiot. I never would have what gave him a dressing down on it. Right. But that's part of the problem. Right. So then he would have just gone on to the next girl. Now, maybe he did. 
but hopefully he was, his friends were at least embarrassed enough to realize this is going too far. I really don't know. I left with every ounce of confidence that I told him off and told him what he did was wrong and right. why. And he's lucky he didn't sat, sit there for a 15 minute lecture about it. And who knows if they'll remember it the next day or, or, or you know, whatever, but maybe we were able to save somebody else from having to go through. Maybe they realized right. at that moment, like, Hey, you know, avocado boy is too drunk. And right. We, and this just went over the top. We, maybe somebody was sober enough to say, we got to get the fuck out of here. And you know what? This shit gets worse. I did actually say to him when I said that is inappropriate. What makes you think you can talk to me like that? Don't you have a goddamn mother? I said that to him. What did he say? He said, yes, I have a mother. Would you talk to your mother that way? Right. Did you say that to him? Well, I mean, then he was just like, oh, what's going on? He's too drunk. And he was too but, drunk to even fucking... I mean, I wish I had grabbed his phone out of his pocket and called his mother. Yeah. You... Where's mom? Hey, mom. Do you want to hear a story? Yeah. Do you want to hear a story? That would have been fucking amazing. Gosh, dang it. I'm always brilliant I always think two days later. Afterwards. And I should have stole his wallet just to teach him a lesson. But different, different conversation. So, so what's interesting is when I was working... When I was working for the when I was working for uh, DOD, and this so probably five six years ago, um, six, I'm thinking. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've been out of it for a while, but I'm thinking of the office that I worked in. So it was at least three years before I left. So it was probably you know three three four years uh, six years ago, whatever it was. And there was this guy. He was sort of a you know, everybody just kind of gave him a pass because he was just like the creepy weird mm -hmm. guy and the quirk, the quirky weird guy in the office um, who looked like a fucking troll and he made inappropriate comments to everybody, mm -hmm. right, all the time. And look, I'm not, I'm just not the, the girl, like I could, you know, fucking bust it out with the guys all day long. Tell fucking sexual jokes. I don't fucking care. You're not fucking offend me, offending me. Well, right, because they're not telling them to me. They're not being inappropriate to me. Let's just tell right. jokes and be crude and who fucking cares? Right. Like, I'm not offended. That's just not me. Right. I, don't I, don't get, offended I don't get easily. offended easily. I don't either. get offended easily. Whatever. At I'm not all. that girl. Um, but this guy, you know, old guy. He's like old, creepy, toupee. I don't even fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, and it was when I was dieting for a competition, right? So I was getting super small. I was like right before a competition. He grabs my, puts his fingers in my belt buckle and it's like, oh, it pulls on it. Like, oh, you're getting too small. I said, uh-uh, get the fuck off me. You don't touch me that way, right? This is way before hashtag me too. I was like, no, inappropriate. Right. Don't touch me. And of course he never did again, right? right? He was just an inappropriate kind of guy, right? An inappropriate but, kind of guy. But, no, but, every, but he was also one of those, guys, you know, they just sort of passed him around from office to right. office. And you know, complaints yeah. all the time. Oh, I know the type. Look, when I first started, my literally, like, my first couple days at Department of Defense, there was another guy, this guy's cousin, by the way, who okay. went by the name Goomba. I think we're going to have to Google all this later, because I'm yeah. pretty sure we have another murder. Who went by we the way research. Goomba, and he, um, he threatened me. Like, it was, I had, only, I had only been there, I don't know, couple maybe a couple weeks maybe a couple months and um he was a piece of shit didn't do shit for work I was one of the I got there at like 4 30 I mean I got there at like five o'clock in the morning so we were the only two in the office like stupid early in the morning and 
he was he was literally like gambling online like doing all this shit and i reported him <laughs> right and he found out that i reported him and he came in and cornered me one morning we were the only two in the office and he cornered me he was up on top of me in the office you don't know who you're messing with and da 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 da, -da and blah 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 right and i was just like you need to get the fuck away from me get the fuck away from me now and it wasn't and he kept he'd go in and he kept coming back until somebody else finally walked into the office and then he finally left me alone. But immediately I went and reported yep. it. And do you want to fucking know what happened? Not a goddamn thing. This is a goddamn boys club where I worked slash you worked. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it was, they, they, they didn't do shit, right? They called us in to talk it out. Mm -hmm. And I literally sat there and I was like, uh-uh, I'm not in the wrong here. This isn't a mediation. I'm right. not fucking talking this out. Right. And so when he finally, I, I literally said nothing during the mediation. And once he, cause he was, he felt, he felt threatened by me because I reported him and I was threatening his career career. Yeah. I'm fucking threatening you because you're a fucking douchebag and he threatened me in my fucking office. Right. So then after that, I sat there and I told my boss, right. I told my boss and I was like a senior in the agency. And I said, I said, I'm disappointed in you. You didn't do anything to protect me. And I said, and I apologize when I'm going over your head. Hey. Because he's I mean, a fucking, you know, weenie and you're not gonna fucking protect me. So I did. But again, I did all I went through all the steps. They didn't do anything. I had to work with that guy ten feet from me for another two years. Another two fucking years. So, you know, I'm not gonna get into the I'm I'm not going I'm not getting into like the me too stuff, but you know, it's a that could have happened to any other woman and it would have been a hashtag me too, right? Like right. it would have been a, um, you know, it was abusive. It was, you know, demeaning. It was all of those things, but I had the wherewithal yeah, to be like, fuck you, right. not me, not today. You're look, and I'm not offended easily. So if that bothered me, it was bad. That's, and that's what I told yeah. people. I'm like, look, I could report a hundred things a year. But right. I don't. Right. Because it doesn't bother me. So if it bothers me enough to fucking go through this shit, to say something about it, then you got a problem. Right. Right. My husband was ready to go on to base and, like, get himself arrested to kick somebody's ass but, at know, that point, right? I think there's so many of those. And this isn't a male bashing session no. per se, except for to say that, like, we have to be honest about... You know, it was just really stunning to me as we sat there talking about how we want to start to start to work in more women empowerment and building that into our training practice and making that more of a specific training element. Women being advocates for themselves. Women being and being able to protect yourself, being able to teach, you know, and that's really when this, which I call a pound sign and I'm corrected all the time because I'm a hundred years old, but it's, it's hashtag. a hashtag. It's a hashtag. But it's also a pound sign. But it's also a pound sign. It's not... Pound side, me too. Okay, it's it is a pound sign. It is, but that's not. It's only a pound sign on the phones where you go. You right. should go. Doo, 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 and those right. are the ones I'm used to. No. Mm -mm. Or so, that. and I totally Shh. forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about the Me Too movement. We've talked about this a lot, and really, not only do we help our clients who are susceptible to all these same issues. And obviously this dovetails with our conversation last night about the Kelly Ryan situation, right? She was, if she had told Craig Titus to fucking fly a kite, she wouldn't have done a yeah, spit instead in a of pokey. doing drugs and sex and right. all that other stuff. But then, you know, it also comes down to how do we teach 
people, how do we teach the next generation to be different, right? Because our generation, the first instinct isn't to tell people to fuck off. And it's not men's first instinct to shut their mouths. It's their first instinct to see how far they can get. And it's our first instinct to smile and nod and try to inconvenience ourselves so that we're not molested, accosted, or otherwise injured. Because we're supposed to be polite. Right, right. So the big epiphany was, <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but we got to practice the fuck polite concept mm -hmm. this weekend, which was not my intention. Nope. As much as I love talking about the fuck polite concept. You don't want to be in that situation. I thought you don't my, have to be well, I thought my years of that polite. were so far behind me. Right. And I thought, you know, what I loved about fuck polite is I've got to teach my girls this, right? Because they're going to be in bars with your frat boys. Yeah. Because Little did I know at 42, I would be. Because we're in our 40s and we don't hang out in bars. Right. And this isn't. And even if you did, that we're not who anybody. I'm a hundred years old, and nobody yoga pants, fucking cares alone. about us right. in our yoga pants we're, in the fucking bar. We're the invisible middle-aged people. We're the people. invisible middle-aged women. So it was just, you know, and I, I just always, we have different religious philosophies, different but the same thing. And I just think things come to you how they're supposed to come to you. And I just really felt like this weekend with this was an epiphany moment mm -hmm. that this is something you need to pay attention to. This is something that you need to advocate. I mean, why else would God bring three fucking creepers into my life in a matter of four hours? Because then there was another very interesting gentleman at the end of the night um, who was less harmful to us. We had to base, long story short, he, he was probably 75, bombed out of his gourd. We had to stop. He had just ushered his. We had to stop him from going into the women's room with some girl his sugar baby in yeah. the women's room but then he came he was. made a beeline right for us for absolutely no reason and we were sitting reason. next to the women's room maybe <laughs> but but why did all of this continue to go come into you're our beautiful path? you're beautiful and you're beautiful and i'm beautiful yeah and we're beautiful what the fuck right. he come was on brother he was in a bad place yeah there was a lot of drunk old people it made me sad so sad <laughs> slash happy slash sad so I went back and forth about whether or not <laughs> like, this I love is what it. I want to be when I grow up and no, retire, I don't. or no, I Wait, don't. Just I that. really don't know what Wait, I want. These people till seven thirty. That's what I want to be. Bad. This feels so good bad. and bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we really batted around. I feel like before we started this, what are we really trying to? Outside of telling like our weekend antics and epiphanies and aha moments and ability to practice what we preach. Like, what's really the takeaway that we, I feel like we had a very passionate, powerful mo weekend. Yes. And I don't, do. I don't know what the, it is yet. We've clearly been put on a path, but what's our message today? Mm. Don't get molested by pirates. Don't get molested by pirates. I mean, that's, mm, that's a big one. But we, we struggled before we started this podcast of trying to decide, okay, what is the theme of the podcast? And we knew what we wanted to talk about, but what is the theme? And I think we came up with a bunch of different themes. So, we, so it sort of prompted us to talk a little bit about um, our own past, right? So, yeah. I mean, you could get into the, the hashtag me too. And or pound sign. Or pound sign. Me, pound sign me too, <laughs> depending on how old you are. I'm older than Brandy, by the way, so I don't know why she says pound sign. And I understand hashtags. But, but you know, and getting into, you know, the – rape culture right and um we actually 
We actually mm. have gotten uh, very passionate about um, a, a charity a program called In the Backlog, yes. which is, if you haven't heard look about it, it up. Uh, look it up, In the Backlog, Mariska Hargitay and her, um, uh, what's the charity? Oh, Rats. Um, something Hearts. Oh, I forgot. Google uh, In the Backlog. Google In the Backlog, and you'll come upon Mariska Hargitay's charity um, she's uh, from Special Victims Unit. Um, she's Detective Benson. She's been on there like 15 years. Everybody knows her. I love Special Victims Unit. Vi Special Victims Unit is one of my favorite shows. Anyway, um, and so there are over 200,000 rape kits at the moment, at the moment, and counting untested. Yes. For years and years and years and years. And so this, so we we started doing all this research because we we are. We do think that part of this whole life athlete concept that we talk about, and there's these sort of pillars of being a life athlete, and these are things we've been developing over the weekend, um, and things we talk about in our retreat and how we coach our clients to be these, again, it's like the whole athlete, how to be like a whole like functioning human being. It's not just fitness and nutrition and macros and things like that, right? And so so I think that charity and, and sort of giving back and... And, and, and advocating for disenfranchised or less whatever or or just being an advocate for other women right so maybe yeah. so so like brandy and i in the situation that we're in um having from our own backgrounds our own disenfranchised backgrounds of how you know right. however you want to look at that um but having been so resilient and getting to a point where we're coaching with other women on these things right and we want to we want to share that experience mm -hmm. with other women right so i think that's that's where we are in our lives and I think that's part of being this whole athlete, this life athlete is, is taking what you know in your experience and being able to advocate and share with other women, mm -hmm. which is, which is what we do. And that's why I'm so passionate about coaching. Um, but we, we came across this and it's something I think we we both have decided, like we're, we're very, you know, we're passionate, very passionate about yes. um, this in the backlog yes. of these rape kits. Um, and then we stumbled on yeah. a documentary that they did called I Am Evidence. Yes, everybody watch oh, it. Watch it, have Google it. it. Have it's on it Amazon next. Prime for three ninety nine. Yeah. It's on HBO. So if you have H if you have a subscription to HBO, you can probably go on HBO Go. But we we immediately, while sitting in Florida, right, yeah. we we're like, we gotta watch this. It's about an hour and twenty five minutes documentary. Amazing. And it was amazing and I we I think we both cried. Um but you know, there's no doubt in my mind that this is, you know, some some kind of charity work, something that I want to be able to volunteer my skill set mm -hmm. for whatever, you know, whatever it is. I feel is. like more like life, charity work. I think it's more like life work. Life work. Like, no, this no, is you're right. Kind of what I feel like it all adds up to. Right. Because when they started talking about the numbers, my first thought was, what woman in America hasn't been sexually assaulted? Right. Because the numbers add up to where it's most of us. Right. If and all these other problems that we're trying to solve, are we solving the right problem? Or is it so many women have been victimized and are hiding it or stuffing it away or schluffing it off or saying, well, it wasn't totally a rape, but still living with that pain? Right. Are we solving the right problems? Right. Or is there a much bigger victimization damage in the culture of women in America, probably other countries, but that really is what we need to work on? Right. Because if you think about the whole time I was watching that documentary and, you know, there are 200,000 and counting untested. As of 2017. As of 2017. Untested rape. Untested. Sitting so that's on not a shelf. including how many Nobody have been tested. Right. 
And then the worst part, how many haven't been reported, right? And, oh God, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the charity of it, the advocacy of it. I mean, I think that's the thing that as coaches now, I mean, that we want to, we want to kind of extend out to other people and, and advocate that this is something else you need to add to your lives. I'm not saying everybody has to go and do, you know, give money to in the backlog, right? I think everybody but should as a woman. I think everybody should do something. as a woman because you know, it could be you. And I guarantee you, it's I guarantee you, um, every person that we're talking to on this podcast right, right now has been molested, sort of, kind of, raped, sort of, kind of, whatever, you know, or, you or know in a situation. What? Or you have daughters that you would give your left arm to make sure that never happens to them. Or, or sons. Or sons that you want to make don't sure. Want to ever be part of that number. Don't act like the, the dude in the avocado shirt on his bachelor, during right. the bachelor party, right? Right. Because like, I would be fucking mortified if, if my you, son ever if you raise an avocado kid you and i are gonna have problems yeah the kid had an avocado shirt on. it was not a good look on top of everything else exactly so you know as we're talking about this i just sort of had a light bulb moment that i think a lot of the women we work with now we have a lot of people who just are purely in it for the athletics but we also work with a lot of people who have self-esteem and body image issues Mm -hmm. and i can't help but think how many of those are actually tied to experiences that they've had and they're trying to overcompensate or undo it. Or maybe it's not a result of an act against them, but something that could put them in a situation that could lead to an act against them, right? And again, I am not, this is not a victim blaming kind of thing, but there are, there are, you know, okay. So there are situations, I think, as women, we put ourselves in situations that make us more vulnerable to being assaulted because of our own insecurities or what have you, right? So putting in high-risk situations. Putting ourselves in high-risk situations because... I mean, if you run across the freeway, you're in a higher chance of getting hit by a car. Right. So if If you you have maybe poor body, you know, you have low self-esteem, poor poor body image, daddy issues, I just want to be loved, you don't get enough attention, whatever the case may be, you may be more willing to put yourself at an at risk, Mm -hmm. in an at at risk situation, you know, or, and what I mean by that is being too polite to somebody that it then ends up like, oh, okay, I'll go with you to your hotel room. And then you're there and you're like, oh, well, I don't really want to do this, but I'm already here and I feel like I should just go through with it. So you go through with it, even though you don't really want to, it's not that I said no. And so I'm, you know, this is what's happening, but I don't really want to be here, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I, I, I I went to his hotel room. So what the fuck else was I going here for? Right. Right. Um, but you know, obviously realizing at any moment you have the right to, you know, at any moment you feel uncomfortable and decide this is not what you want to do. You can say goodbye. Bye. Get the fuck out. Put the Uber app on your phone. Uh, You know, absolutely. But you know, we want to, we want women to be able to feel like at any point and in any situation, anywhere in their lives that, right, that they have the, 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 the strength, the resilience, the whatever, well, to be able to say no at any, in any situation, at any, at any point. I mean, right? and, and that's so true. 
And, you know, I feel like our demographic right now is mostly people our age, you know, where we're not in these situations. But I think this is important for two reasons. One, a lot of us have or will have children that we need to be very explicit. Right. No pussyfooting around. Girls, boys, don't care what you have. We have to be, we have to change this culture and be very explicit about what is appropriate and not appropriate. But secondly, more importantly, I feel like a lot of the women we're probably talking to are in our peer group, right? And are not as at risk of getting caught in a situation now, but are probably still processing or ignoring situations from the past and haven't dealt with them or admitted really what happened or otherwise processed it. Right. And um, that's important. It is. You don't, that's important. That's important to move on or deal with it or get help. And I'll look, I'll, because we talked about this before we got on the podcast and I'll share something that I had never shared with anybody before I shared it with Brandy as we were watching the sunset in Fort Myers. <laughs> it was so romantic. It was very romantic. And, but I can, I can talk about it very nonchalantly because it's something I've thought about for years. And when I was, I know I was working at McDonald's. I was in high school, so I'm going to guess I was maybe, I don't think it was my senior year. I'm going to guess it was my, maybe my junior year. So I was probably 16, 16, seven, maybe 16. And there was this guy, I don't know. I guess I flirted with him a little bit in the, at work. And we'll get into like daddy issues and, you know, my whole up, upbringing and, and maybe just wanting people to pay attention to me because I was a child that was not sort of, raised appropriately and um you know my 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 childhood's a little fucked up to you know to say the least and um you know there was lots of drug addiction and alcohol addiction and not a lot of paying attention to Tina and you know so I was straight A student and I was student government and I was a cheerleader and I was perfect for on the outside I was perfect I I worked and I had a horse and I was responsible and I paid my own bills and I, you know, at, at a very young age, right? Like I did all of those things. So on the surface, I was all these things. Um, but then at night I was, you know, the, you know, promiscuous girl. And, you know, really I just, I wanted, you know, I know now looking back on it, I can call it, we can call it hashtag daddy issues, but it was, mm-hmm. I really just wanted attention. I just wanted to be loved. I wanted somebody to pay attention to me. I mean, really that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But then on the on the surface or whatever it was we were talking about, what the false bravado, false bravado. right? So the pro, the false bravado I put out there was, if guys can fuck around, so can I, right? Right? Fuck that. If I want to have sex with a bunch of guys, I can have sex with a bunch of guys, right? Because but and and Brandy is actually the one that put that, and I think in the perfect world words, I don't think I thought of it that way, is the false bravado, right? right? And so I had no problems be like, okay, yeah. So this guy was like, hey, I'll go to a hotel room and come meet me, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, that makes that makes sense. Let's go hook up, right? Right. Yeah. So I absolutely knew what I was doing. I there's no, we didn't go out on a date. He rented a hotel room. I was going to meet him at the mm-hmm. hotel room. There's no doubt in my mind what was getting ready to happen, right? That this there wasn't. You know, now granted, I still had at any moment had the right to say, Absolutely. Nope, don't want to do this anymore. Nope, Bye, get out, right? Um, <clears throat> but I drank a bottle of Mad Dog. God bless America. I have never touched Mad Dog since. Nobody since should. 16. Nobody should. I mean, nobody Mad that should ever. be taken off the market. Oh, God. I don't know if it's and still honestly, on the market. And, but. Uh, but you know what? And now that I think, okay, I'm thinking about it. 
I didn't ask for Mad Dog. He brought Mad Dog. Well, grape, twenty twenty. It tastes like fucking grape. I have a bad orange Mad Dog story. Yes. So it was a it was a grape Mad Dog twenty twenty. I don't think I'd ever had it. It tastes like fucking grape juice. You chug that shit. So and I wasn't a heavy. I wasn't a. I mean, at sixteen, you weren't a heavy. I wasn't a heavy drinker at (laughs) sixteen, right? So, so I don't. I'd never had it, and so you drink a. I mean, I think I probably drank half the three quarters of the bottle. I'm gonna throw up just hearing the story. Right, and maybe maybe he did it on purpose. Now I'm now now, right recovered memories. Wait, wait, recovered memories. Now I'm having recovered memories. Right now that I'm because you guys are hearing this first. I've never actually talked about this in detail. And um, yeah, so one thing led to another. And I remember, I'm going to say these words. I mean, you can just, I mean, I remember you can categorize it being assaulted in a way I didn't, mm, having sex in a way I didn't expect to have sex. Um, I was sodomized. I wasn't expecting that to happen, but I was too drunk to do anything about it. I remember it so I wasn't blacked out. Which is great. Right. Definitionally. Absolutely. I remember it, but I wasn't blacked out. I didn't say no, but I couldn't, I, I know at this moment, I, 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 I was too incapacitated to, I knew what was you going did not on, but consent. didn't know what was going I mean, on, right? The legal definition of rape. It is, is. Did you give? It is. I'm not saying I wasn't. I was or did you, wasn't. In that state, you wouldn't have the capacity to give consent. But the fact that I remember it, right? And then the next thing I remember, I was throwing up in the toilet and I lost my earring in the toilet. And then he took me home and I could barely walk. And then I was walking in the front door and it was the one time anybody actually gave a shit that I came home. Don't even get me started on that. And somebody asked, you know, somebody, my parents asked me, why are you so late? And I think I literally sat on the floor with my dog. I was like, I've been drinking, mm-hmm. right? Like it was, just, and then I was grounded forever. But whatever, you know, it was, and it's one of those moments that stuck with me. And we were talking about this earlier and like, you know, do women, are women still feeling shame from these situations? And when the hashtag Me Too movement came out, and I didn't want this podcast to be about that because there's so much conversation around that. That's just, it, right. like, we don't want to get into, but how many women were in those kinds of situations? Right. I, I, didn't, I didn't think of it as rape. I didn't call it rape. Because I put myself in that situation, um, I didn't necessarily consent to that, right? But I was there, and I drank, and I was like, okay, this is, I guess, this is, I'm opening myself up to it. This is what happens. Um, and so, you know, it's something, it pops in, and I don't think about it that often, but it, it's like these random, like, recovered memories, right. like, pops right. into right. my mind every now, and I'm like, man, oh, like, am I ashamed of that? And, you know, Brandy and I were sitting here talking before we started the podcast, and I was like, you know what? It's not shame. I don't feel shame. I feel sad. I feel sad for that girl. It's trauma. I feel sad for the girl who put herself in those situations right. because she was so desperate because she wanted attention, right. right? And that, you know, leads into, you know, childhood trauma and, and what have you. Um, but how many women... So I was able to take that and process it remove myself from it, be better for it and be the person I am now. And I think it, it's what part of what makes me such a compassionate, um, empathetic coach <clears throat> because I, I've, I've been through so many of the things I coach women on, right? I've had a binge eating disorder. I've been molested. I've, I had a shitty child. I have daddy issues. I've had a shitty, I have uh, drug addicted parents and alcoholic parents. And I have had body image issues, right? I've done the competing and the binge and the, the purge thing and the all, you know, all of that stuff. You know, I've done all of the things and I've learned from them, right? That per- perseverance, right? Resilience, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm a very resilient. resilient individual. And we were having this conversation mm-hmm. before we started the podcast. Like, 
I don't know what makes one person more resilient than the other. My grandfather and I have had this conversation, right? Because we can look at even um, all of the grandkids in the family, right? And, or, or not just the grandkids, but the, the daughters even, right? In the, the family of my grandparents. And my grandfather will look at me. He said, you've always been this no nonsense, like even as a kid, right? He's like, and he would talk to me when he was still a little bit more coherent, lucid. Got, you know, lucid and God bless him. But we'd have these conversations and he'd be like, you've always been this way. Why are you this way? But this other person right. in the family isn't right. Because we were always the same. Right. Right. Although I do think that my cousin and I had a lot more of my grandparents. We, I mean, my grandparents raised, well, the twins both of us raised, raised the same, but Susie wasn't raised. Right. Same. But it's, you know, it's, um, you know, why am I so resilient and somebody else isn't? Right. Um, cause you said you read, so there's, uh, a, fasc- the book, there's right? a fascinating book called grit by, I forget her first name, but I think it's doctor. And now if this conversation, I want to reread it. Yeah, I um, want to read it now. I've heard of it. I'll right. It. And she really, I, I'm assuming she's a doctor, but she really studies resilience and studies that exact concept. How can, I think they look at a lot of siblings, how can you have siblings or people who are raised in exact same situations, same DNA, same whatever, and one person is completely resilient and one person is not. And it's not to say the people who aren't resilient, that that's shameful. Right. Right. Because that, that's fine. That's who you are. Um, you'd have to read the book yourself and I'm going to have to re- reread it to remember the scientific findings. But this has been studied because people have asked this question all through time. And I'm going to go ahead and say it's not an issue of I'm more resilient than you, so I'm better or whatever. But I think everybody has to understand their own level of resilience. Right. So therefore you can seek the help the appropriate, the appropriate that track need, right? that you need in whatever. So like we were talking before, my sister and I, and I'm sure she's listening. We were raised in the exact same situation. Her and I process things completely different. Right. And the way I kind of put it to you earlier is she's very emotionally turned up and I'm very emotionally turned down. So the same thing can happen to us. And I'm like, nah, whatever, fuck them. And she's having big feelings over it. Mm-hmm. Now, those big feelings are very good in a lot of sense where I, I don't really have big feelings, right? So she probably has a lot of things in her life that I just can't have those big feelings about. But it's allowed me to be very much more resilient because things that bother her don't bother me. Or I'm able to be like, well, you know what? They fucking suck. And I keep going where she's, you know, why don't they love me? Right. Um, and it's just how we were just born different. Like Lady Gaga says, baby, we were born, born this way. way. Right. But, you know, we're not going to solve all the world's problems right now. But I think our bottom line is everybody should be kind to themselves and curious of not only what makes you tick, but your experiences that you've had in your life or things people have done to you, mm-hmm. done to you, even if you're taking the blame that could be impacting you now. Right. And deal with them. You got to fucking deal with them. No diet, no surgery, no friends, money, fame, fortune is going to change anything until you deal with it. Right. No amount of boyfriends, husbands, perfect body. Social media postings. You know, even, you know, putting, getting it out in the gym or whatever. Like, I, you know, I'm a big advocate of therapy. I've been in it more. Everybody belongs in it all the time. 
in my life. Um, God, it's so easy to get therapy now. You can have online therapy. Online you can, you for can like a dollar. Them. Yeah, it's, um, I'm a huge advocate of that. And and look, I don't think I've become, I mean, yes, I, I do think that I developed my resilience over the course of my life and my perseverance and, and whatever, but I haven't always been this way, right? Like I spent, I, I think I talked about it in one of the other episodes, I spent an entire year in a deep depression after, you know, I couldn't be teen of the bodybuilder right. anymore, right? And I had to take a year off of training and, you know, and all of these things. But, um, you know, it goes to like all the themes that we talked about, right? Like you have to, you have to like feel your, you have to feel your feelings, right? And, yes. you, ha- and you have to identify the feelings and not try to numb the feelings with food or sex or drugs or, or, or ignoring, ignoring them, right? It or, and let, let me just wear the chip on my shoulder and right. pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. All right. And, and think about the hard shit. You know what? I'd spend so much time on the road driving back and forth to my grandparents. And that's when a lot of these recovered memory shit come yeah. up. And I'm just like, whoa, like, yeah. oh my God, let's not think about it. Let's not think about right. it. Let's not think about it. Cause that doesn't feel good. Right. But then I, you know, but then I do, cause I have three hours on the road there and three hours on the road back. And you know, so I, I do. I make myself think about it. I make myself think through it. And I make myself look at where I am and what I learned from the situation, whatever it is, you know, and it's okay. I can feel a little sad because I wasn't, I was, I was maybe in a little sad situation when I was 16, right? Like it was yeah. not an awesome situation right. growing up and it's okay. I was, it was a very sad it's situation. Okay for it to it's okay. Sucked. I did some, I did stupid things and I'm sad for the person that I was, but it also, helped me be the person that I am, right? So whatever, all those experiences helped me be this, what I feel is this amazingly resilient, um, you know, I'm I'm very in tune with myself. Like, I think I'm very self-reflective, you know, all of these things, spiritual, I'm spiritual in that way, not religious, but spiritual. And, you know, and I think that's made me into who I am today. So I take all of, but I think that's what resilience is, right? I take all those experiences and I, I, I know that I have grown from them, whatever I am today is really, cause I think that's what resilience really is. I mean, yeah. Re, yeah. I mean, resilience is the ability to continue the pursuit even amongst obstacles. Right. Right. So that's right. resilience. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what we all strive for, but I definitely recommend everybody reading that book, but even more so just I wrote it down, so I'm reflecting on, <laughs> you know, reflecting on everything. Cause like you said, I don't sit and I don't sit and think through my past and how shit does happen in my past is impacting negatively my life right now. Right. And I'm sure there is shit. And that is where a therapist is a lovely addition. If you truly want to change things. Yes. But even more to the point, I guess our entire point was. What was our point? I don't. Do we have a point? No. Well, we did have a point. I think it was, you know, keep an eye on what you're doing currently. Not that we probably deal with a lot of people in risky Be aware situations. of your surroundings Be and aware. make sure you have friends mm-hmm. and people know where you are. I mean that that I mean. I mean, I don't imagine Brandy would have ever been alone in that situation in the I bar. I can't see myself in a drunk pirate bar alone. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't. Right now. Let, don't let pirates molest you. Don't stay away from or pirates. And avocado shirts. Stay away from pirates and avocado shirt people. Right. As a general rule, and as we've always said, it's okay to not be polite. Absolutely, it's you know, okay to say fuck 
polite. You're making me uncomfortable. And and get the fuck out of my face. It's Let okay. me tell you a little secret. It felt kind of good. I know. Because it actually did. In my 42-year-old suburban mother life, I don't get to tell a lot of people to fuck, fuck themselves. <laughs> it is not a socially acceptable thing at the pickup line at the yeah, elementary. You know what? I don't either. So it felt sort of good. I don't get to tell my clients to fuck off. Right? Ever. I sort of loved it. <laughs> I mean, I know, now, you know. It was very empowering. Right. It was very empowering. And I was but very much. Build on that. It, it was, was very empowering. Completely in control of the situation. Yes. I was at no point in physical danger. No. Whatsoever. Neither of right. us were. So I felt perfectly comfortable mouthing off. Now, had I been in a dark alley and this guy accosted me, getting out of the situation might have been my first. But I don't hang out in dark alleys like I used to. So <laughs> that's another podcast. That's a different. <laughs> Brandy and dark alleys coming a, to a podcast right, near you. We'll cover that later. That's a whole other issue. So anyway, so we promised to start this podcast with no particular point. Yep. And I think we've really held up to our promise. Yes. <laughs> So we've had great discussion, I hope. Hopefully. And you know what? Maybe there's just so many themes in this, and maybe you can just relate to something we've said. Maybe it just triggered a recovered memory. Maybe it made you think, oh, wow, me too. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe that happened to me too. And how, and you know, and think about it, reflect on it. How did that, how do you feel about it? How does that affect you as a person now? Like, what would you do in this situation now? Maybe it's just, wow, like I never thought of it that way. Like what would I do if I was in that situation? Because maybe you aren't married with kids and maybe you do go out on a regular basis. Maybe you do still put yourself in those situations, Um, you know, but, you know, so so whatever you can get out of this or, you know, even to just know that we're like normal human beings who went through normal shit. Like we did not like wind up being coach these brilliant coaches, right? Right. These bad Because everybody's like, oh, you guys are like the most badass coaches. Well, we didn't. I mean, maybe we were born badass, but I kind of no feel like way. we were developed into badass, right? Nope. Like, I just feel like it was our own, ex- our, our experiences and how we dealt with it. I mean, and lots of failures and doing a lot of things wrong. Oh my God, I failed and fucked up at so much shit. Right. And then that's how it happened. I am and the world's, honestly, I'm the world's biggest fuck up. You're the world's biggest fuck up. I'm the world's biggest fuck up. I fuck up on a regular basis, but it's okay because every fuck up is an opportunity. Is uh, something I learned from. I mean, it is what it is. Who cares? Yeah, like who cares? I don't feel bad about it anymore. So you know what? I'll say. I'll say something. Say it. I think my challenge to everybody listening: go find five fucking women in your life and spread this message. Absolutely. I don't care if it's your daughter, your sister. Stop your a random son. No, it's stop not a just random women. goddamn person. It's your son. not just well, I women. just have women in my life. I know, yes. but you've got to spread this to men too. And look, I will be the first. It's, it's, this is not a women issue. And Brandy and I were talking about this earlier. And so I'll just make this comment. We spend a lot of time training women to cover your drink at a bar, to right. don't walk alone right. in a dark alley, to don't whatever the fuck. How about we train boys not well, to abuse women that would be certainly right? ideal. And I, this is the mom of a 15 year old boy and you want to know the conversation that goes on in my household no dick pics that's hashtag no dick pics right i've had we've been having this conversation with him since since we knew he was interested in girls and with all the online shit and the sexting and all this other shit right i'm like look okay and even when when the me too first came out and it was all over the news a couple years ago and as a boy mom as a boy mom, I now have to tell my boy 
that it is not okay to ever touch a woman without her permission. Like you don't reach right. for her hand unless you ask for her to. And I'm I mean, talking, yeah. and we're talking about innocent shit, right? Like I'm That's talking still. about, like, like I want my boy to wear a fucking body cam to make sure he's never accused of something that he shouldn't be well, because it because it, everything's deemed inappropriate. And he right? might as well keep himself straight. Like right. it doesn't hurt to have so, an extra level of accountability. But we have taught him, right? We had and we had to start teaching. You know, I had yeah. to start explaining this to my kid at like twelve, yeah. right? Like you can't even like don't put just don't touch a girl don't unless touch, you have her permission. Don't touch anybody unless you don't have touch express, unless you have express permission. And they are in a state of mind to give right? express and consent. no dick pics. Maybe that's what we call this episode. Yeah. No dick pics. Well. Um, but but in all honesty, right? I'm just like, no, you can't. You know, whatever. Like, and that's it's a joke in our house, but we are we're also very serious yeah. about it. But it's also not a joke and. So, um, you know, so this isn't just a girl issue. No. This is, we are responsible as boy moms. Right. Right. Or sisters of, boy, you know, of brothers, whatever it is. Right. right. We need to educate yep. all boys, all girls, yep. you know, women, men, and, and everybody, because it's not just a girl issue. Right. Because I'm, I'm tired of it being, well, we need to make the women do this, that, and the other thing. No. How about we fucking... Teach our men not to fucking be I mean, that assholes. Would be, that would be ideal. That'd be amazing. That would be ideal. So we have to do both, right? right. It is not just a women we issue. We have to do both. It's a men issue. But, so, I, um, so I challenge everybody to that. Ever, do it. You know? And it, it might Say not. Something. Maybe something. you've never talked about this a day in your life, nope. right? And the first conversation that you have with somebody on this, it's going to be uncomfortable. But you know what? That's growth for you. And somebody might look at you cross-eyed while you talk about this, but you know what? It's in their brain. And who knows what situation they're going to walk into next. And your two-minute elevator speech on this topic pops into their head and yep. changes their actions. So, you know, that's a real small way to change this world, just spreading some information and some awareness and putting it in the front, forefront, right. the and forefront I, of the conversation. Right, and I think that, that goes to our whole life athlete message, right? Yep. Like how, how you are just just well-rounded human being, mm -hmm. right? And that's advocacy, right? Right. That whether you're ad advocating for yourself or somebody else yes. or another disenfranchised, or you know, human dogs, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that you want to, you know, spread your message on, then, yep. then, then do it because honestly, it's part of what makes me tick. It's the thing that gives me passion. And I'm so glad that we had all these epiphanies this weekend because I think we talked about the top of the podcast. Like I was really feeling kind of like meh, 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 right. I love what I do, but what else can right. I do? Like I need, I want to do more. I love my clients and I love what I do, but I, I want more. There's right. more. I, cause there's, there's just always, there's, there's more. And, and I think everybody should be striving for there's more. Right. Yep. Um, and, and finding out what that is. And, and I think for us, so we have, we have a lot more, we have a lot more to come that right. we've talked about this weekend. Um, but we are, we are for sure getting involved. So you can look for more information yep. on the, in the back blog from us. Blog. Um, I think we're going to start doing some fundraising efforts and some yep. things like that. Um, you know, possibly even volunteering some of our, you know, as a lot of you know, if you've been following us, you know, we have had corporate and government careers and have, you know, skill sets beyond like being, um, mm -hmm. you know, health and nutrition coaches. Um, but, you know, think of things that you can do in that right. respect because we're, I think we're going to put some more information out yep. about that. Um, but we encourage you to look it up yourselves. Yes. Um, watch the documentary. I am evidence. Yep. Um, it, you know, God, 
I think in our last podcast, not last one, not the not the murder <laughs> one, but the one before that, we did we talked about at the end, we talked about the rescue the dog rescue stuff, right, right that we were into. So so today we're sort of advocating yep. for this this other um yep. you know, this other program. Look it up, get educated. You know, educate even if you yourself. have no interest in it, I, I want you to have no some knowledge. Idea until no idea. And no nothing idea will change until people are aware. Yeah. The education is all that ever changes. Watch I Am Evidence. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It was an HBO documentary, so just Google I Am Evidence mm-hmm. documentary. Um, and I think there's a couple different ways you can watch it. It was three ninety nine on the Amazon Prime. Yep. It's not included, but it's it. it was worth it was worth yep. it. Um, be educated on it. Um, because at any point any one of us could be our lives could be changed a rape kit or evidence because that's what it is yeah right i mean that's that's what it is yep absolutely yeah so all right our four of the podcast yeah so this was a i honestly i think this was maybe a little different from some of the topics we've talked about before you guys can let us know was this like it's more important this was incredibly important to us hopefully i'm not going to say did you enjoy it but you know maybe it's not our funny haha that we normally have but we also want to talk about real issues and 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 some some deep topics so you can guys can let us know um if you have other things you want us to talk about um we would really appreciate it yes um because we really do want to spread our message further so um we're still learning this whole podcast thing but um i do think i think if you guys listen on apple and itunes it seems to be the only uh platform that you can actually rate us and leave comments about if you guys could go on to apple itunes um, do a rating and actually leave a comment or, yeah. you know, give us a review. It would leave be a review. huge for us. It would be huge. And please, 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 everybody rate helps more women. Leave a review. Yep. And, and send it around, right? Like maybe if you don't mind posting on social, we're, we're begging, asking, right? Post right. it on social media, refer it to your friends, um, download it, follow us. Um, so any of those things would be amazing. It would really help us get totally. our message out a little bit more. Um, and we have a lot more, um, things coming. Um, somebody actually messaged us today and asked us to do some client interviews. Yes, so those are coming up. So, Hey clients, be on the lookout. We're going to interview some of you guys. Um, but you gotta be funny. I'm looking at the computer. You gotta be funny. Yeah. You're looking at a blank screen. You gotta be funny. That was a little weird. You okay. gotta be funny. I think we should wrap this up now. Shall we? Okay, bye. <laughs> all right, so yeah. don't get weird. Use your head. It's all gonna be okay. And everything's gonna be okay. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. bye.